Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. I'm here with Manoj Agarwal. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it right. And yeah. so, <laughs> thanks for joining us. And uh, let's have some fun this afternoon talking about winning. And where are you today? I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver. And uh, have you been up skiing up there in uh, Whistler? I've been there many times, but I haven't gone skiing. I, I'm, I, you know, I grew up in India. The first time I saw snow was when I was like 23. So I have heard too many horror stories of people, you know, getting injured with the skiing. So yeah. I, I, I stay away from it. Uh, but I, I do enjoy some winter sports with my kids. I have two kids. So, you know, we just go there, have fun. Yeah. Don't hold back from the skiing because of those horror stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because all you got to do is get some lessons and yeah, yeah. Uh, take it, take it, you know, slow one step at a time. But you can have a ball, especially where you're up there. I hear that, you. I hear you. That location, plus your kids would just go crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, why are you living in Vancouver? Um, well, uh, you know, most uh, most um, stories uh, start and end with the following uh, girl. So I I followed a girl uh, to uh, to Vancouver from India. So wow, does that happen often? <laughs> <laughs> well, I the, in, the in, lot of people girls I, go to Vancouver. No, no, she was actually she's of she was of Indian origin, but uh, she was actually born in uh, Vancouver. So I we met in India and then we moved to Canada. Now, let's just talk about you. When you, growing up, uh, what kind of kid were you? Were you a motivated kid? Were you uh, troublemaking? Uh, were you a bookworm, you know, technically oriented? What kind of kid were you? So uh, my story is that, you know, I used to work in a factory. I started my career at 15 working in a factory for $2 a day. And um, I wanted to do something different with my life. And uh, that led me down many different rabbit holes. So I was all of the above. I was a bookworm. Uh, I was rebellious. And I was kind of a weird person talking about things that nobody understood. And they said, there is no way you can do these kind of things. And and now I'm, uh, you know, like 30 odd years later, I'm one of the top uh, experts in AI. And, uh, you know, uh, I talk to people like you. So that has been, uh, you know, a, a story of my life uh, back in India. And when you started reading books, mm -hmm. uh, you know, could kids read books? They read biographies, they read uh, novels. You know, what kind of books got your attention or, and yeah. got you excited? So, weirdly enough, so first of all, it was uh, all the uh, superhero comics, and these were Indian versions of the uh, superheroes. And uh, there was quite interesting. Uh, so, it, it, it sparked. Um, an interest about science in me because you know all these superheroes had all these cool gadgets and they could do things walk through the walls and destroy like planets and whatnot and i was like oh man science can do so much so it, that got me interested in science and then um uh, another thing happened was uh, uh one of my early girlfriends she was interested in spirituality and um so that got me interested in spirituality i, I read a lot of spiritual books I couldn't really understand much of it, but, you know, uh, the gist of it I got. 
found it very intriguing. So I started down this path of, you know, learning science and and this metaphysical world and sort of, you know, having these different ideas come together in my head. So you move from a $2 a day uh, working in a factory, starting up, and since progressed, uh, it reminds me of myself, I started working uh, on the beach, the American beach in uh, the Mediterranean. My father was with the Air Force, and so I was in high school, but probably about the age you were. Mm-hmm. But we were, uh, let's see, mine was 50 cents an hour <laughs> <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you don't have a big skill set to uh, go out there and command a lot of uh, big income. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. But you immediately start, even in a factory, you started learning lessons, I bet. I mean, you started observing. You're getting around people. Things are happening. You're doing things. You're seeing how people are responding. You're seeing if you can improve. And uh, things start to take shape in your mind, even in a $2 uh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, can you can you uh, think back to the, that experience? How long did that absolutely. last? Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was a very as you, as you said it's a, it was a very foundational experience because in the factory you know we uh, it uh, we used to manufacture uh, industrial fasteners. There used to be very very tight specification because you know these these fasteners they go into very heavy machinery, bridges, and everything. So you have to comply with very strict specifications. And so you have to maintain quality and you have to maintain quality at scale. So you, you don't manufacture one of this. You manufacture like 10,000 a day. And so that foundation of like building scale, building, you know, large quantity of stuff at very high scale with precision is what I started gathering more and more. And then, as you said, like talking to people, you know, like how do you get a product from uh, you know, a raw material to a finished product. There is so much happening in between, so much happening, and and yeah, so right, I got to, right. I got to learn all that. You know, sort of how all the pieces they fit, uh, and you still uh, have daily problems. You know, this broke down, that guy didn't show up. You know, um, like all these problems are happening, and still uh, you're you're making profit, you're making things happen. So that was a foundational piece that I learned really like you know how 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 to make things happen basically you know because most people just give up on the second try third try or even on the first try yeah Yeah. sounds like I was talking with Eric before we got started here with his art career Mm. I think he gave up too early Mm. but uh (laughs) the uh you really you know we just it's just dawning on me why are uh why do comic books have such a bad rap? It seems like if you get kids focusing on superheroes, you know, being somebody special, doing something, you know, doing great things with your life, having a lot of great friends and uh, developing special powers, you know, what? Yeah. what's so bad about that? And then going out there in the world, you know, the, the thing is like doing things to help the world, save yeah. the world and you know, teamwork. You know, I just don't know what's so bad about the superhero. Absolutely, thing. absolutely. I think I think it's our education system. You know, designed for learning math, learning physics, learning learning like the the skills that will actually pay. You know, but I think the economy has already shifted now. We are already in a gig economy. We are all already in like a creator economy. So 
I think those paradigms are slowly dissolving for sure. Yeah. And then you go in as far as your education and kind of setting yourself up for the life you've had. You go in and the fact you see volume, you see high volume, you see scale, you see processing of raw materials and the steps, you know, and that, you know, you don't if you start with dirt, you just don't have to keep dirt. You know, you can turn dirt into all kind of precious minerals and uh, all kind of substances. There's just no limit, you know? Yeah, exactly. uh, Even concrete, you know, right now, right now, they're just, they've just figured out what the Romans figured out about how to make concrete so strong. Yeah. And, you know, they figured that out at the, it came when they built the Colosseum. But they, uh, you know, and basically they heated it when they dried it, you know, made it dry faster. But, uh, it made it a lot stronger. But even with things like concrete, we're still learning. We're still developing. And uh, as you grow up and you see these things, you're face to face with it and you see it a high volume, you can still produce large numbers no matter what kind of pro- like it, it's like uh, if you're in entertainment, you know, things because somebody the star breaks their leg. Well, mm. you know, the first thing you learn, the show's got to go on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You learn that in a factory, you know, yeah. so and so happened. We ran out of this. But hey, the show's going on at the end of the day. We've got to have 10,000 of those fasteners, yeah. Yeah. you know, done. And you learn how to adapt, be creative, solve problems, and then also people situations. Did you get into teamwork and leadership? Did you get Absolutely. the face of that in the factory? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, both on the good side and the bad side. Uh, you know, good side on how to build relationship, how to get people to do things. On the bad side is like, hey, if you don't have a good attitude, nobody's gonna freaking listen to you. So, yeah. uh, so, so you know, like, uh, uh, like one one time, I remember, like, I was trying to be bossy, and um, you know, I I told the people around me, hey, you can't do this. So the first day, they they didn't they didn't say anything. The next day, they were like, okay, you know, um, they were supposed to work until seven p.m. or something. They just stopped working at five p.m. They're like we're not going to take this attitude i'm like what the hell happened so yeah. <laughs> so so i learned uh, you know how to how to uh, talk to people uh, i mean you know what as you said like you never learn how to talk to people so people are the 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 the, the toughest uh, nut to crack but uh, that was the first time i i was like uh, taken aback by hey i need to mind what i say and how i say it yeah and how old were you at this stage? I was like about 17, maybe. Yeah. 17, yeah. yeah. For those of you who are sick and tired of fooling around and are dead serious about wanting to move up fast, I've got something especially for you. I've combined the best insights from over 40 years in business and making $70 million in income and compressed them into a free webinar. That's right. It's a free resource. If you want to find out exactly what the concepts are that I use in coaching million-dollar earners, register now at WhiteLOnWinning.com. You'll discover the five-part framework used by so many to reach their financial, personal, and professional goals. You can find that link in this episode's show notes. And, you know, that's that's growing up. You know, it's just like uh, when my boys were growing up, I was not real hard on them about that because I figured life was going to be so hard on them 
and mm. teaching them so many lessons that, you know, I didn't really need to worry about teaching <laughs> all of the hard lessons, you know? Yeah, true, true. Life, life is a great teacher. And so when you got, so what was your, you know, you said AI is uh, the area you're working in now, which is taking the guess, you know, what I see with the robotics and what he's, uh, uh, Elon Musk is doing with Tesla and the big factories, you know, and the, it's just amazing the the robotics at work in that plant that uh, you take the guesswork out of it. That's what, you know, you're taking, you know, you know you're breaking the skill down to a repetitive process. And then you take the guesswork out of it, and then you can automate it. Yeah. yeah you know, but yeah. the first thing is to get it in your mind that a leader can do, or yeah. a problem solver, an inventor, whatever can do is break things down into uh, the sequences, the steps, and then see, you know, take each step seriously. And it's a great, uh, it was a great orientation for you early on where you said you saw the development, you know, how they went from the raw material and processed into the uh, the final thing. Absolutely. And, so, uh, and then you make that into a system and then you get a machine to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, the thing about the robotics is, even with Elon Musk, he's got a zillion robots out there. I forget how many uh, robots working, but he also got a lot of people working too. And mm -hmm. So it's not that you're putting people out of work. You got to have the abundant, you know, the abundance mindset that you know all the you know the jobs we can offload onto robotics are jobs that you can pretty much be sure are going to get done reliably at mm -hmm. a high volume at a low cost, which opens up other worlds. And it may not open it up tomorrow, but it's you know eventually it creates bigger opportunities and higher payer opportunities for the. Uh, people who can do more than a robot can do exactly exactly and so talk about how you progressed out of that factory and what what you were thinking and what uh opportunity came that allowed you to make a move yeah so the 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 thing that um triggered by the way uh, by the way Minaj, let me uh can, can i tell everybody you you went from the two dollar a day to the boardroom of Fortune 500 companies in Canada, Silicon Valley, Europe. You've been with Microsoft, uh, IBM. You've mentored founders and CEOs of dozens of startups, helped raise seed capital uh, from anywhere from 200,000 up to 10 million. You've written two best-selling technical books and uh, authored over 75 courses with over 180,000 students and uh you've got your own you got your own show bootstrapping your dreams yeah. uh which is over 300 episodes so congratulations on all of that and in addition to that you've got four patents yeah. in uh artificial intelligence and machine learning and so and on and on and on and uh the solution was praised by both Barack Obama and Bill Gates, and uh, that that had to be a uh, uh, a thrill for you to get that kind absolutely. of absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It has been a it has been a you know really exciting life. Uh, you know, I, I don't complain. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's still uh, I'm I'm still amazed at how it happened. You know, when when you're going through it, obviously you have no idea what the next day is going to bring, and you know, there's a lot of 
I mean, in ninety percent of his perspiration, like you know, always stressed out over things, and and the ten percent are the days where you know you get to see, okay, what have you done in the rest of the ninety day, ninety ninety percent of the days. Um, so yeah, it has been an amazing ride. Um, I've made a lot of impact with the solution. That's what sort of excites me. Less, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, more than my own, uh, you know, success and all that. It's more about how many people I've been able to help uh, using the solutions that I've built. Uh, more than more than 10 million people have been uh, impacted by that. So to answer your question, you know, what, what actually happened was, uh, you know, one day sitting in the factory uh, at lunch hour, I was going through some business magazines. And in those business magazines, you know, I saw these success stories of these tycoons, uh, multimillionaires and billionaires. And, and I was like, you know, these people look, like me, they they you know they have the same body, they have the same mind. Like, what's so different about them? And of course, that was like a pipe dream. I was like, okay, yeah, man, like get back to lunch, get back to work. Um, but then that that was the trigger where you know I said, hey, you know, if these people can do it, then anybody should be able to do it. So then I started thinking, okay, you know, what do I have? Like, I have got nothing, you know. Uh, and then um, uh, this was 1995, and uh, w- w- the first computer institute opened up in my city. It, w- it was a very small city. So first computer institute opened up and I was like, man, you know, I've been reading about this like science, technology, computers seems to be really interesting. I want to learn about them. And I found out that, you know, the fee was more than my year's salary. I couldn't afford it. So I went back the next year. I, I saved up some money and, and did some hanky-panky stuff to to collect that money. And then next year I enrolled and I just fell in love with uh, computers. And I was like, okay, you know, this is it. this is exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. And and from there, that on then onwards, basically, you know, I've been like just getting deeper and deeper into computers. Any new technology that comes out, blockchain, machine learning, AI, I, I dive into it. And the interesting thing is, like, you know, when you are, when you are always pushing yourself, you find yourself in involved in projects where these technologies are used and 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 you know the companies you mentioned IBM Microsoft all these companies they work at the cutting edge so they want to you know find people who work at the cutting edge and then the other thing is you know my my sort of interest in spirituality and and serving the humanity always brings me to projects which actually they are more than technology they're like you know how do you improve healthcare how do you improve education how do you improve the living standard of people so when you combine that you know that's when you have such a big impact uh, that's what i realize now that it's less about making money it's less about building technology it's about what can you do with your skill to impact most people and then when you do that that's when you know you you get to experience all these things that you mentioned yeah and uh when you you're starting to address universal problems that that are not defined by countries or uh, ages or race. You know, it's like the problems everybody has. And that, again, with the spirituality is the problem of the heart. You know, the heart inside everyone is the same. And uh, that the heart will not change. You know, you talk about evolution and things like that. Your heart is not evolving. You know what I'm saying? It's like your your mindset, your, you know, all, all of that stuff. And so... That you go to people around the world, you'll you'll start talking with them, and you you make a connection. And you'll say they're not so different than than I am. And so when you go into problem solving, if you're able to, and again, you 
you have to be into it. You know, like you're into the computer, you're into this world. And uh, uh, what that does is allow you to be recognize patterns and solutions quicker where connect dots. Basically, that's what innovators do. They connect dots, but they're able to connect dots because they missed dots. You know, so many yeah. times like, okay, I've tried all those. Those don't connect. Oh, that connects. Yeah. You know, voila. And yeah. so you don't roll out of bed just connecting the right dots. Yeah, exactly. You know, somebody is obsessed with finding the answer to that and fascinated by it, you know? Yeah. So how did, what would you say, uh, one thing that I would be sure of as I was uh, growing up is that I would never say I was fascinated about computers. That would not be, you know, sports, anything with people, with teams, uh, you know, competition, fascinating. That would be fun. But how there, were, there was something about the computers that just grabbed your uh, mind. What was it? You know, the thing is like, you know, um, as you said, most most of my friends, guy friends, they were into sports, you know, they were into like um, more the, the typical things that uh, you associate with young guys. I was not a very strong person physically. You know, I, I, I was not good at sports. I, I wanted to play sports, but then, you know, I, they, nobody will pick me in their team because they'll be like, hey, you know, right. we, we don't have to pick the loser. Eh? You know, and then so. So as a as a young person, you tend to gravitate towards what you really, um, you know, you can build your, uh, 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 you know, clout on. Basically, you know, you can, you can say, okay, I'm really good at this, right? So I found that computers played well because they, they didn't talk back. They didn't, like, you know, they didn't complain. Uh, you know, you tell them to do something, they, they do it. And so when I started doing that, you know, people started asking me questions, asking, hey, how did you do this? You know, what did you do? So that brought more sort of, you know, um, a pride, if you will. So it yeah. was like a sport. It, you can tell, you can say it, it was like a sport that I was good at. It was just not physical sport. Um, so that's what attracted me towards it. And then the other thing is, I really saw the potential of what the technology could do. Because I came from this, very manual labor background, uh, you know, where people have to like, like, like really grind for hours and hours and hours to make $2. Right. Right. And now here is technology who can, which can do so many things. And, and, you know, all it takes is like a few seconds of instructions and it will do it flawlessly. So, you know, I saw the humongous gap between what the human condition is and what technology can do. And I think that's what sort of really got me into it. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.